Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. We haven't done this in a while like this. <laughs> Jesus, what a start. <laughs> so, hi. You've been cheating on me with another podcast. What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, oh, well, uh, hi, Delissa. Welcome back to England. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get down to business immediately. Uh, no, yeah. Hi, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, hi. No, I was a, a guest on another podcast called Carry Your Way to Success, which is has nothing to do with true crime or anything. It's just about my friend Crystal, who owns a couple of businesses. She is starting a podcast where she talks about how it's okay and it's important to be a good person when you are a business owner and when you are, um, obviously, I'm not a business owner, but like in, in the professional world, yeah. I think is what the podcast is about. I was just a guest, so she's she she has two episodes a month and she has a different guest every time and I was just one of her guests and I talk about filmmaking and I talk about our podcast and Aww. I talk about working in the industry as like a woman, which and is the film you know, industry is a male dominated. It's cunty. It's just horrible. <laughs> like when I worked in music it was like cutthroat. Yeah, I get get what she's saying. Yeah, like it's exactly. okay to be nice. Mhm. And and right now I think her main point and which I agree with is that it's important right now to mm. be nice. Well, it's, everything else is so you know, shit. Like you don't need extra. Yeah. <laughs> piled <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. It's just, and all all the the higher up people are they all look the same and and they all mm. kind of act the same, so it's just important for new people to come in and change it up so yeah. that's what we talked about awesome when's that coming out it'll come out sometime in june towards the end of june have a listen to that podcast when you can and i also produce it hell yeah yeah that's that carry your way to success but i think we should <laughs> talk a little bit about the last couple of weeks because oh my God. you were here we skipped to last week's episode because it was my birthday and you and I went to Joshua Tree. Yep. It seems so long I ago know. now that you're back in England. I know. It's <laughs> like I also like haven't done that much activity as in walking around and just mm. doing stuff. I just haven't done anything for so long. I feel like <laughs> I was like at my limit of physical activity and obviously it was all, it all in the sun and I'm like one step away from being like an albino. So I was just so pale and like dying <laughs> back in very cloudy, slightly chilly England, like loving, mm -hmm. loving the atmos. But it just feels, it feels like a dream because it was so surreal, it like does. being in the middle of a desert. Like I felt like I was in a postcard or a film. Yeah. 
looking around and seeing huge like cactuses and mountains and Joshua Tree is like an old west town it is it's all like oldie worldie so it feels like I was in Deadwood and then there was a goat for a mayor and then there was a cactus for a mayor and I was just like what (laughs) it just felt like really surreal Pappy and Harriet's which is a really cool bar with a tiny stage that really famous people have played on yeah like Paul McCartney and uh Peaches and yeah it was it was fucking incredible and like when people go oh where have you been and I say California everybody's like wow that sounds amazing and I'm like it was like it really was (laughs) yeah and I was gonna go I didn't even go to Disneyland and it was still amazing (laughs) yeah someday we'll go to Disneyland again though we did one hike and that wiped me out I don't know why I thought I could do Disneyland as well yeah it's funny too because didn't I I asked you if you wanted to like walk around Joshua Tree National Park which is it's not really hikey it's like more of like paths and you were like we can <laughs> and then you're like and then when i told you about the the antique shops and stuff like that you're like let's do that instead i was like great imagine let's do that. that you're going out with your nan like you wouldn't take your nan out into the boiling desert for a hike you would take her to the antique shop <laughs> because it's just safer for everybody all around like that's You're how you need to think of it. Nan, <laughs> I fucking feel like it. <laughs> yeah, and then when we were at Joshua Tree, we basically just like cooked a nice dinner, had a few drinks, sat in the mm-hmm. hot tub, and went to our separate bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like an old, an old couple. Couple. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to get silly and kick the ass out of it. Just have a nice time. No. Yeah, and the other thing too was it was my 35th birthday, so when a friend asked me like, "Oh, how was how does 35 feel?" and I was like, "Well, I went to bed early. I <laughs> sat in the hot tub. I had a couple of drinks. That was my birthday. My neck hurt." Yeah, the pillows in the Airbnb were gave, well, it was the bed really, I think was a problem, wasn't it? It was like a memory foam mattress. Yeah. So I led on it and I was like a little bit wavy from like the drinks and hot tub. And then I just like, I was like, what the fuck is up with this bed? And then I just started to sink. It just like sinks you into a hole. Like it's like you're a Barbie in a plastic case. I was like, I can't move. <laughs> and so yeah. I just didn't move all night. And so my neck was unbelievably stiff. <laughs> like, yeah, mine too. That's so some old people this is shit. 35. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go to Disneyland. But then I went to San Diego Zoo because I gave you a couple of days break by mm. going to San Diego. And <laughs> I thought, you, I thought like, nobody needs a full two weeks of me. Like, let's just <laughs> let her off. <laughs> so I went to San Diego Zoo and I thought it would be quiet because it was a weekday. No, fucking shitloads of kids, yeah. shitloads of school trips. I accidentally got yeah. caught up in so, like, you know, when you're walking and then you're all of a sudden you're in the <laughs> middle of a group and then like a teacher was going, right, everybody yeah. get their buddy. And I was like, I'm not with these kids. Like, I found that a bit intense. And I thought, if you find the zoo intense for kids, Disneyland, what are you thinking? Like, it's going to be wall to wall. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Tired, hot kids that want stuff from the gift shop. Like, (laughs) you want to surround yourself with that, do you? And I was like, no, I've got to to take a pass, hard pass. (laughs) 
Standing so, in an hour-long line with a bunch of kids. That's what Disneyland is. I know. I can't, I'd love to go around Disneyland by myself. That's my dream, but it's just not going to happen because I'm not Beyonce. So <laughs> You're not a Kardashian, Talissa. I'm not. Not yet. And I don't anyway. have any kids either, so it'd be a little bit weird. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, why? Have you got like, so, is there a famous person with a load of kids? Nope, just on her own. She's 33. <laughs> One of my friends recently won, uh, like, you know, how radios do uh, contests and stuff. Yeah. They won tickets to Disneyland, four tickets <gasps> to Disneyland when it closed and they were able to walk around. That is such a good afterwards. prize. Again, my dream. Yeah. 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 That's ideal exactly. because the only thing that ruins stuff is like other people being there. I think sometimes <laughs> that you haven't particularly chosen. <laughs> okay, so before we crack into the stories, I've got two things to tell you. Okay. Like one, jet lag has been kicking my ass. So if I mm. if I seem a bit um grumpy, that is why. Um two <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh actually it's three things. Two, I'm going to put so I need to find a way, a way, but I'm going to put all the holiday photos on the Patreon. So if anybody wants to leaf through the holiday okay. photos, like there's a hundred of them. So I'm going to put them on there. <laughs> yes. If you, so if you want to see all the holiday photos, they're all going to be on there. I didn't want to spam the Instagram. Um, and number three, mm-hmm. Carly told me a story and I was like, you're, I mean, it was a Vice article. So you know that it's going to be weird, but I was like, that's got to be a yeah. lie. And she was like, nope, I've got photos and everything. Right. So apparently in a Weatherspoons, which is like a chain pub in England, like there's yeah. loads of them everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody went to the toilet, like a bloke, and then he came back out to the guy at the bar and went, mate, I've just seen an eyeball in the urinal. And the guy was like, stop. Yeah. The guy was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, no, I say an eyeball. I mean like an eye with an eyebrow like moving like you went what the fuck do you mean he went look come up with me and basically he said somebody was looking through the hole in the urinal that the wee goes down and saying that they were looking at him like and he was like pissing on them and the guy was like uh but he didn't seem drunk the guy that said it like so he was like (laughs) what so which weather spoons was this? Where oh, was they, it? In they England? didn't say. They didn't say. I, I swear to God, I'll, oh, po- man. I'll post. <laughs> I'll post the. Uh, I'll post the article, um, so you can read it if you want. <laughs> I'll, I'll also like send it to you. So they've got an access to the back of the urinals, like just in case the plumbing goes or whatever, and that's just like the room with the mop yeah. and bucket in. Go in there. Right. Somebody has set up a cushion like a toilet roll cushion and they've got their head in the gap like they're not there anymore they've gone but there you can see somebody was led there with their face under the urinal so that whenever anyone went for a piss they pissed on their face what i know (laughs) so uh, yeah and like i don't know i couldn't even finish the article because i was like laughing but i don't know if they caught them but yeah somebody had their face and I was like, Carly, that can't be true. And she Googled it and found like photos of the setup that the person had. And it was in the papers. Like it was, it was true. <laughs> I'm shaking my head right disgusted. now. I don't even know what to say. 
Uh, I was like, it's kind of like a victimless crime, but it's not because if somebody was like looking up women's skirts and they didn't know, like that's, yeah, you feel violated. It's similar. Yeah. Right. It's similar to upskirting. But that's also gross. It's like, why? Some people like to get peed on, but like randomly by 50 people in a night, (laughs) any piss will do. So yeah, I'll send you the article. It is crazy. (laughs) Post it. Post it on the Instagram if you can. I'm sure people would love to hear about that. Read about it. British journalism, Rachel. Best in the world. <laughs> Vice. Vice. Exactly what you've it's come to expect. Vice mainly. <laughs> yeah, that I just had to tell you that before anything else is important. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thanks, Talissa. You're welcome. Um, I, li- I kind of like those, like, maybe we should start doing that as a thing. Like, just like weird. The most mental thing you've ever heard. Stories. You don't even think it's real. It's just so <laughs> mad. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that could be a new feature. <laughs> just okay i like that oh uh, yeah all right so yeah let's get into this week's episode which we decided to ease ourselves back into it yeah and just have a little true crime chat and since talissa was just here in la um talissa what was your favorite part of being in la oh can i other than r- being i'm gonna have me. to choose obviously that, that's why it felt like a dream. Um, I got to a top three, I think. So the baseball was an absolute trip because I've never been to a baseball game yes. before. And uh, people were crazy abusive, which was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and But I, I feel like you say that, but I've been to soccer or football games in the UK and they're way worse. Yeah, but I that. expect that from us. I thought you were nicer. Like <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, also I think we we were sitting in a section at the Dodgers game where there were a couple. N- that's not that normal. Where the Dodgers were playing the Phillies and there yeah. were like Phillies fans with their jerseys on, just like wa- constantly Why? walking in front of us. They yeah, were sat they were... right in front of us. It was it was that was that a death doesn't wish. Happen a lot. <laughs> Yeah, right. so yeah. I've been to so many Dodgers games where it's just Dodgers in that section. Like, there's no one else. As really. it should be by the sounds of things. So that was right. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of fights. So. Yeah, <laughs> that was just mad. Um, and then uh, when we hiked to Griffith Observatory, like I've never seen Griffith Observatory before, and I'm quite proud of myself mm, for surviving okay. it. So that was another one. Yeah, and. I don't know, just like being in Joshua Tree in general, it was okay. It yeah. was just the middle of the desert. Like it said, one of the pamphlets said like, Joshua Tree, like where two deserts meet. And I was like, how do you tell the fucking difference? <laughs> like it's just sand <laughs> and meet some sand. <laughs> like, and you said there was like a snake in the road and it was just, it was proper grit. It was proper America. Like obviously LA is California, but it's a city. And like, I've lived in a city, yeah. but I've never yeah. Like been in a desert. It it, it was kind of like the Grand Canyon, right. like when we went there. It's like I've my eyes couldn't really compute that it was real. Mm, yeah. Because it was just something I've only seen on TV. Too. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well that that's kind of the segue into this week's episode, which is like crimes in LA. Famous yeah. crimes in LA that we're just gonna just gonna chat about. 
Um, so what have you got first? So what did I, you want to talk about? Well, I have been listening to, well, first of all, I watched a TV show before I left for LA called Confronting a Serial Killer. And it's got Lauren Gillian in it. And she is bringing out a new book that I really want to buy. Basically, she started like a pen pal um, relationship with Samuel Little, who was supposed to be the most notorious um, murderer in in America. Like, well, he says he killed 90 people. And I think they've confirmed Mm -hmm. like 70 or something, which beats uh gary ridgeway it beats uh, ted bundy by fucking loads um but i think gary ridgeway was like the record holder before that um with the green river killings and so was that la that wasn't la no but that was just the most he was the most uh, was it not notorious uh prolific is what i'm looking for yeah so sam sam little beat him and She's speaking to him and he's he's drawing because basically the FBI released a lot of pictures that he had drawn by hand of his victims. And like mm-hmm. they are so, his memory is incredible. Like they're so they look like the victims like they're they're really they're not even like great drawings, but he just remembers like their eye color and their haircut and the jewelry mm-hmm. that they had on and stuff like identifying features. For some reason that makes it extra creepy it really does that he remembers their eye colors like i don't mm. i don't remember people's eye no. colors like i don't know what your eye color is talissa it's green <laughs> the rarest <laughs> uh, same same i have green eyes too <laughs> but can you give a, a little refresher on like who sam little is and what what he did around LA. Yeah, so well, he killed he killed people all over America, but he uh got caught mm-hmm. in LA and he killed the most okay. people in LA, I think. Um and he is basically an African American guy. He got caught when he was about like 60 or 70. I think it was 70. He's really mm-hmm. old by the time he got caught. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was like a drifter, so he would just drive around um and i think that's part of him not getting caught is how elusive he was like the police could never tie him down to just one place and when he was younger he went into a like he was looked after by his grandparents and his mother didn't look after him and then he ended up going to a juvenile facility and in there he was um sexually assaulted and i think he was raped and from that point on like he just completely lost it and then his mum um came back to like claim him basically and was and they had a really inappropriate relationship i think he was also touched mm. by his his mum and um then his mum died yeah. and you know how like serial killers have things in their life that are like triggers for their crimes yeah and like set yeah. them off like yeah, one of them was he went into that facility and then another one was he met his mum and had inappropriate behaviour with her and then the third one was his mum died. And then after his, I think after right. his mum died, that's when he started killing people and he would mostly kill sex workers. Yeah. They were usually uh, African-American, but then sometimes he did kill a lot of white women as well. He killed like all races, but they were predominantly African-American women that he killed. Um, and he was like obsessed with mm-hmm. necks so he would 
for some reason he just got obsessed with necks and he would say like oh she had a really beautiful neck and he would strangle women to death like usually in the back of his car he would say he would like negotiate um with them for a sex act and then once he had them in his car he would strangle them and like with always with his hands as well which isn't the easiest thing takes a lot of strength no so he's pretty like strong and big i think Obviously, when they caught him, he right. was old, so he didn't really look that menacing. But I think when yeah. he was younger, he was quite built. And then he would just dump them like by a dumpster or in some undergrowth. Or he never really buried people or made the effort to hide what he'd mm. done. When they right. caught him, he was saying his argument for that was, well, people didn't care because these women were usually like dependent on drugs or... The police basically said they live a high risk lifestyle, so fuck them. Right. Was Very the Grim Sleeper, to the yeah. Grim Sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. Super similar, but I think he was just uh travelled a lot more, so he got away with a lot more. Yeah. The Grim Sleeper got caught in the end, didn't he? Because his house like started to smell where he'd kept bodies. Was that are we thinking of the same person? The Grim Sleeper, that's who I did my one of our very early episodes. Mm. Um I did the our a story on the grim sleeper and he got caught when he tried to kill a woman and she escaped mm-hmm. and she was able to even though she was shot like in the chest i think it was Jeez. um anitra that was her name which mm-hmm. i get wrong in our episode <laughs> uh which is always in my <laughs> seared in my memory no, is I that what you think of at that 6 I got wrong. when you can't sleep <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes. But she got away and she remembered what kind of car it was. Obviously, she remembered what he looked like, what he was like. And that was ultimately, they started looking for that specific car and they found it just like parked outside of his weird colored house and um and then they all they got like other witnesses who were all very similar like sex workers um women of color that were just forgotten by the police yeah or not cared for by the police so yeah yeah, a really similar story but i think like the most annoying thing about sam little is he he didn't get away with it like the entire time he actually got uh charged with murder and really yeah he actually got charged with murder and he got acquitted because i think one of the witnesses turned up and she was intoxicated so none mm. of the jury believed her another so basically a story there's a really good podcast um and it's called 93 women and it's on audible mm. okay. and uh yeah. the guy who does it is i think he's liverpudlian like he's from liverpool in england so his voice is yeah. a little bit t- hard to understand if you're American, maybe, but he he does a really good documentary as well on it. And then he does a podcast to support that documentary. And he goes to LA and he meets um, some of the detectives that were on the case. And he he's, he's really sweet. Like he basically argues with this old detective because there's a woman and she is raped and strangled, but she survives. Like she runs off. And she tells the police, Mm. I was walking home from work and I got dragged into a car. And then it Mm. kind of 
after questioning her, it transpires that she does have a full-time job and she was working late, but at some points in her life, she had been se- she had been a sex worker and she was supporting like a mess oh. habit, but she was managing to do that yeah. and sex work and have a full-time job. Um, yeah. But she didn't wow. want to say, like, I don't know whether she was or if she wasn't like um, soliciting for, for work, but she was, what the police officer said was, I believe that that night she was walking the streets trying to get John's. And so when she says I was dragged into a car, he was like, I don't believe her. I think she was soliciting and that's why she got into the car with him. Right. Yeah. And she, she denies that, but they don't believe her because originally they had like a kidnapping charge and an attempted murder charge. And as soon as they found out that she was a yeah. sex worker, it got downgraded to like assault or something. And they were like, you know... That's such bullshit. I know. It's so frustrating to listen to. And they were like, you know, you could have just... Yeah. You know, you could have said, oh, yeah, you can strangle me. And then it got a bit out of hand. And she was like, my eyes are like bl- like bloodshot. Like, I've got bruises on my neck. Yeah. Like, I didn't get... Like, even if I was doing sex work and saying that somebody could strangle me, I'm not, like, saying you could attempt to murder me. Uh, but yeah, but they just didn't... Right. He just didn't yeah. believe her. And he was like, well, jury won't believe you. I don't believe you. So, sorry, like we're downgrading. So yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So um, he got away with it because of things like that. And but then the police officer said, "I don't believe that Sam Little would have dragged a woman off the street unless he knew she was a sex worker, because he targeted sex workers for the very reason that he knows they won't be believed." So it's a yeah. real like he said, she said on that one. But uh, and then obviously sex work was illegal as well. Well, is sex work still illegal in right. LA? Yeah, I believe so. I think in the whole country it's illegal and the only place that it is legal is Don't they have Nevada, the Bunnyland where... Ranch? In... Oh yeah, is that where that is? The Bunnyland Ranch where... Yeah, exactly. That's like the only accepted place where it's it's legal. Yeah, so in England it's not illegal to sell sex for money, but it is illegal to mm-hmm. stand on the street and say, do you want to buy sex mm-hmm. for money? Why? Do you know why? Literally, just is... because people don't want sex workers standing on their road. Okay. But it's not illegal <laughs> to like advertise your services on, I don't know, anywhere. And just somebody come to your house yeah. and have sex with you for money. Like, that's not illegal. Right. Just seems a little bit more dangerous that way. I think it's all. I think. I mean, it's, yeah, all, da- it's all dangerous. Sleeping with men is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Full yes. stop. And no matter <laughs> what. Paying you or not paying you. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, the one last thing I want to say about Sam Little was in the Confronting a Serial Killer documentary that um, Lauren Gillian does, she has a drawing of a woman that Sam Little has sent her and she wants to speak to him about uh, his LA victims in case she can find anybody, a Jane Doe, and then connect it to one of his stories. Mm, and he tells right. her that he's dumped a body near a certain bridge. And he's also got a really good memory for like locations and um, yeah. road names and stuff. So he says, yeah, I've left a woman. I strangled her and then I dumped her body near a, an underpass and it's in this area. And she basically narrows it down and she goes out 
in the like she goes out in the middle of the night like looking for this place but she takes like her self-defense trainer with her and he's like the most fucking ripped guy you have ever seen in your life (laughs) and he's like looks about fucking six foot five and he's like with her that's what you want with you protecting you yeah so she she goes out with him and she thinks she finds where it is and then she scans all the the newspapers from that time and she said how did the body get discovered and he said oh it was a cyclist in the paper it said a cyclist saw the body so she was like right i'm gonna look at all the papers and she found the newspaper article Mm. um that said the cyclist the cyclist found the body and then she got the police records and then she uh looked at missing persons records and she matched it up to a lady called i think she was called alice duvall and they had to basically do dna and stuff it wasn't 100 percent confirmed but she was like it basically is her so she identified one of his old victims wow it's so cool all it takes is a little bit of work yeah and the family were like the police could have done this and she was like yeah yeah but they couldn't be bothered because it was a jane doe sex worker and they were just like oh well Mm -hmm never gonna find her so moving on to like the next murder speaking of next murders again so frustrating (laughs) la police they're busy they're busy and i'm hesitant to criticize them too much because yeah one they're busy but two well like what if something happens to me someday (laughs) and And they dig this podcast out okay right fuck you in my my city (laughs) but it's just really frustrating because there is a lot of corruptness and a lot of they haven't got a good rep even now there still is they don't have a good rep and you want to be able to trust the police but we won't go down that road i want to i want to ask I you a question to- okay so i was in um an uber back from the train station when i got back from san mm-hmm. diego and we were talking about the different areas yeah. of la and da, da, da. and the driver told me that apparently there's a cap on how much you can steal before you get arrested. <laughs> so he was saying it's something like $900 or something. He was like, so if you go into a, a store and steal a TV that's worth like $700, the police won't even come out because they're too busy. I would believe that. I never heard that, but I completely believe it. I don't even think that's an LA thing because I've I've lived in other places and I've I just think something like that where you've been like pickpocketed or somebody took something from your house. I don't think the police are like, oh yeah, we're gonna hunt them down and find them. I just yeah. that's the last because nobody's hurt. Mm-hmm. Insurance. The thing that's been stolen. You you have insurance. The thing that's been stolen is like not. It doesn't affect anyone yeah. at the end of the day. Like, that's that's it. So I believe that Uber driver, but I also think that that's in most cities, not just LA. Yeah. Maybe the limit varies. Yeah. So yeah, he wasn't a bullshit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to talk about the Manson murders because... We totally should have gone while you were here because it's literally walking distance. What? It's Don't tell me that, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, Are you know. telling me that? Oh my I'm god! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize, but the La Bianca no. residence in LA is right down the street. Oh my from god! Where I live. 
I mean, so many things happen in LA that you can literally be like, this happened there, this happened there. Like whenever, wherever you walk, you know, I, in a way. <laughs> I know when I started doing this, I and even when you came here, I was kind of planning in my head like, oh, we could go to these different spots. But there's so many in my area. Like I was looking at the Manson murders. There's I the to, La Bianca residence. I was thinking about I wanted to go to the Chateau Marmont, is, but that's quite far, isn't it? It's just in Beverly Hills or West Hollywood. So yeah. And I feel like your memory with these with these stories, like how you've just talked about Sam Little, like I don't have that kind of memory about murders like this. I need to have something prepared. Rachel, my memory so, is dog shit do unless know? it's about something useless. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know where my fucking it's keys about are. Murder and crime. But, yeah. Like <laughs> I I remember actually somebody said to me, like, Oh, tell me about that. And I told them they were like, That was like you were reading it off a bit of paper. And I was like, It's all taking yeah, up room. That's what that just felt it's, like. <laughs> it's taking up room that could be used with something fucking useful. <laughs> like, <laughs> um so La La Bianca, didn't they kill one member of the family? Or did they kill multiple members of the La Bianca family? Okay, so the first night, or you know, generally, they killed. It was a young Tate. Guy. They oh, she was on, first. Okay, she, so that was the night before on August 9th, nineteen sixty nine. Which I think the most recent movie that you could kind of reference was the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the yeah. Tarantino movie. But that he completely changes the ending it's... of that. Sorry to spoil it. Oh, but... you should have watched it by now. If it's like, <laughs> it's been out a while. <laughs> Right, but he does that with Inglorious Bastards as well. Yeah, um, I didn't realize But anyways, that. <laughs> it's Manson sent his like cult followers to go murder Sharon Tate, who was pregnant. She was eight and a half months pregnant, and then she so was with uh, Abigail Folger and a couple of other guys, and they were all murdered in this ha- nice house in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, which I was going to talk about another murder that happened in Beverly Hills that's yeah. very famous, but I don't know if we have much time. Was it but OJ? Then, OJ wasn't murdered, but yeah. Alleged- yes. Allegedly, OJ yeah. murdered people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the next night, August 10th, 1969, they went to this La Bianca residence the house right down the street for me that we could have walked to. Is it fancy? And no, but I looked it up. It's about 1.9 million if you want to buy Jeez. it. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more. Now, that was back in 2019. It was up for sale. And house prices have rocketed. It's got a pool. It's like, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a nice house. It has a pool. Wow. Totally could have gone to see it back then <gasps> too. Which, <laughs> to go buy it. Oh, we could have pretended we were buying it. Oh, me and my lovely wife, Rachel, are here to inspect (laughs) the facilities. We've got to have a pool. We must have a pool. We have to have a pool. So what's the history of this house? Could you tell us a little (laughs) bit about it? Um, I'm going to offer over, but I don't want to buy anywhere where someone's been murdered. Please tell me no one's been murdered here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, really? Oh, darn it, honey. I guess we should go somewhere else. <laughs> we are out of here. Let's go to Selling Sunset offices. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the LaBiancas, it was Lino LaBianca and his wife, Rosemary. He was a grocer. This, this it's area random, back isn't it? then like... wasn't... 
It was random, yes. And this area back in LA in the 60s, it wasn't like Beverly Hills. It was, this is where people who were just working class, that's where they lived. Yeah. It's definitely been gentrified to the max now, but back then it was just regular people, working class people, and this was a couple and they were grocers and they were murdered oh. um, by more Manson people. So that was... Something that happened very close to me. Maybe I'll walk by and be creepy and take <gasps> yeah. a picture. Although I don't know how easy that is, or I wonder maybe if they've people do put that up loads of time. hedges. I, I mean, because if you live if you live there now, you will get loads of passersby. Right, you're going to get loads of people trying to. Yeah, and it's really sad because there used to be this long-standing business in LA where they did mur murder tours mm -hmm. murder tours why couldn't yeah. I say that <laughs> and they would take people past places like this and they would tell the story but they don't do that anymore why? they don't do that what do they uh, think it's they close the business during the pandemic oh what do they think is in poor taste <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really sad um but I was gonna say that it there was another house down the street where the Manson cult members then went to next. Oh my a god! Hours later, and killed more people. <gasps> I didn't know this that. Was all in Los Feliz. Yeah, Susan Struthers. Oh. She had an apartment, and they went to her house a couple hours later and murdered her as well. Oh my god! So I always wonder what the connection was there. I wonder if she knew some a cult member or. Yeah, it's um, so maybe random. We'll, maybe we'll do a deep dive into the Manson murders yeah. on a future episode. Not maybe, I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. Because that's just something that we talk about him sometimes. And well, he's just like I one think, of the most uh, famous murderers in the world, isn't he? And we, yeah. And he didn't even murder. He just sent people yeah. to murder for him. He was so good at manipulating people that he sent people out to... It's murder insane. an eight months pregnant woman. Like how manipulated and messed up do you have to be to do something like that? I sort of blame it on the constant acid and fucking. That can't have helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if yes. you're just on drugs all the fucking time and the stuff that you hear, you'll be like, oh, this was, I don't know. I mean, on a hangover, I think somebody, I'm so like, somebody could convince me to give them money just to make them fuck off like so they get you while you're down just leave me alone yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true and they they were all like younger people it was also the 60s where there was a lot going on in 1968 that really changed people it's very similar to now i was listening to a podcast about how back in the 60s there were all these different kinds of cults happening because of what was happening in the world. And it's very similar to now, which it's there's a lot of shitty things happening right now. And there's cults popping up all over the place again. So we're wow. just going through that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, I kind of see like the whole QAnon thing as a bit of a cult. I mean, it might oh, not yeah. be like a cult. It is. I mean, do they separate you from your family? They take their money, for sure. Yeah, and they convince you that you, the people in your life are who are believers as smart as you. I mean, it's, it's starting the, to tick in, all the boxes. They just don't have a place where you gather. I think that's it's what's online. different about our time is everything's online. And it, technically, they are gathering 
there, you know, like yeah, Trump they are in a digital space. Starting his own right. Trump is starting his own uh, Facebook. Oh my fucking life! What so a sh- it's like. <laughs> where is everyone? What a cesspool that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think it's happening again because there's so many crappy things that are happening right now with school shootings and oh, uh, yeah. police mistreating people and that's putting it very lightly yeah. and just politically things that are happening it's very similar to what was going on in the 60s so these things come around in cycles right yeah exactly Crazy. okay well should we stop there because you've got to go and get a massage for your old neck and <laughs> I do. I'm going to go get a massage. And I really liked talking about LA crimes. I think we should definitely, maybe we'll do a part two next week because yeah. we didn't really have that much time today. And, and we'll look into your different ones and Charlie Manson, maybe a bit more. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't plan this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Transatlantic Crime this week. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at TransatCrimePod, Instagram at Transatlantic Crime, and on Facebook with Transatlantic Crime Podcast. Thanks, bye. <laughs>